0: KTOE Middays with Lisa Kay back in the studio. I've got a guest today that's joining me, and uh, he is local to Mankato. He's an educator. He's an author. He's a historian. He's a, a historical interpreter and has done many things around the community uh, with teaching, Bryce Stenzel, who currently is teaching at JWP. Welcome, Bryce.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, This is our first interview together, but I'm very excited about it. And thank you for carrying on the tradition that uh, Pete Steiner and I started many years ago talking about Lincoln.
0: Yeah, so we are talking about Lincoln, and this is the first time that I've had you in. So if I have uh, listeners that are new to hearing your voice and hearing your story, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, Bryce Stenzel and who you are and how you came to love and teach and interpret history the way that you do.
1: Well, I'm a native of <clears throat> excuse me I'm a native of Mankato. Uh, my father was a World War II veteran uh, and actually I think that's how it it really started because uh, I'd hear stories uh, both from parents and grandparents but uh, now he didn't talk a lot about his actual experience in the war because I was very painful, but I knew. Uh, from an early age, that he was very proud that he uh, he had served. Uh, he was in the first Marine Division in uh, the Pacific in World War II, fought at uh, Guadalcanal and several of the mm. other big battles that were there. Um, amazingly survived, and of course, if he hadn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> but more important, uh, he instilled in me this sense of of patriotism and duty uh, to to country that uh, that I still carry with me, and so. The things that I do are really a, a manifestation of that.
0: At what point in time, when you were were growing up and becoming a young adult, did you realize like this is where I want to be with education and education in history? Because I mean, we talked before we turned the mics on. Uh, history is really about stories and telling stories.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it was it was early on, but by, by the time I was in fifth grade, okay, uh, I I knew I I had a very good uh, fifth grade teacher um mr matheson who might be listening uh (laughs) at any rate um he told us stories and we learned a lot about american history that's where my my mind really got opened up to what was all out there as as far as americas we we studied at westward expansion and so on uh in fifth grade and at that point it's like yeah i want to be like that i Mm -hmm. want to do that plus he was the first uh not to uh, diminish uh, the talents of my uh, teachers who were women, but this was the first male teacher that I had had. Oh, yeah. And so I realized that education, you know, could be a, a man's profession as well as, mm-hmm. as that of a woman. So, you know, it's like we we talk about people identify with, you know, who looks like them well this was this was a man teaching and it's like yeah i can do that
0: very very true you need those people to look up to that you can see yourself i think
1: i think boys need uh, role models as well as as girls Mm -hmm.
0: perfect uh and what point in time did you really grasp on to lincoln and the lincoln era and his life
1: Uh, that was even earlier um as a young boy, I, I liked to read. And as you said, uh, I, my mother used to read me stories. And then when I got a little bit older and could read myself, he was one of the first people that I, um, I gravitated to. And I think part of it is, and this, this still fascinates me when you look at Lincoln's background, where he started, uh, he started with so little and actually was able to, uh, become, in my opinion, the greatest president because of that. He started with so little, but ended up, uh, being you know, the leader of his, his country, I thought, wow, Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. You know, it, it, it is true. We, we do live in a land of opportunity. Uh, if he could do that, you know, what might I accomplish? That was kind of the, kind of the. Thought process,
0: and then through the years, you have developed uh, well books, um, mm-hmm. speeches. Like you said, you're a historical interpreter, so we'll often see you what, presenting like great speeches from Lincoln, or or how how do you how and do that, you use that
1: and that actually started in high school. I was actually in the Lancer marching band, which still exists. Yeah, uh, and the year that I was a senior in high school, we actually took a uh, trip out to Washington D.C. Okay. And we were supposed to dress as costumed uh, characters or costume historical figures, and it just so happened um, that I had a a tuxedo that I had used for uh, the junior prom or the senior prom (laughs) the year before or whatever it was. At any rate... um, my aunt gave me that actually as a gift, uh, because it had been owned by my uncle who was in the Minnesota orchestra. That's how she oh. had it. So this thing was hanging in the closet and I needed it for prom. And why rent a tux when, when you and, have one, and this is just when the long tails were starting to come back into fashion. So it was, it was perfect. So anyway, I still had this thing and my sister made me a beard, uh, cause at that time I couldn't grow one. Um, <laughs> And the rest is history. I won the costume contest uh, coming as Abraham Lincoln, and so it went on from there. And then the the professional part of it started uh, a few years later when I was uh, getting my uh, teaching degree. Uh, We had to do student observations, and even though I was going for secondary, we were observing elementary students, Mm -hmm. and the day of my observation was February 12th. Lincoln's birthday. Lincoln's birthday, which, okay. of course, is today, the day, day, yeah. day of our broadcast. At any rate, um, we were all supposed to prepare a lesson on some, you know, something we wanted to teach the kids, and I came in and, and read them a story and, and did the first-person p- portrayal. That's over 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm still doing
0: it. And it's got to be a passion for you, because yes. otherwise you... I, I, so it must feel like sometimes you don't work a day in your life if you... <laughs> I, I always exactly, think that if you're exactly. doing something that you love, that's have-
1: that's exactly true. It doesn't it doesn't feel like work when, yeah. I, when I'm doing that. That that's right. And I've uh, I've had the good fortune of working with many young people doing theater productions. In fact, I've written several play scripts. Um, we're examining actually one of them in my uh, English classes in uh, in Janesville, oh, okay? Because uh, I teach a writing class, and so I'm showing them how to write a play ultimately they're going to write their own play but i'm using my Your work play, as yeah. an example and we're doing it this time of the year because of the lincoln association but yeah uh, theater theater does work it's a way to bring these characters these stories as right. you said literally to life
0: well i was telling you both my i've got my two youngest out of my four are are big history geeks um not necessarily about the lincoln era but one of them is is so hooked on world war 2 uh, my youngest one my daughter who's in 8th grade right now just can't get enough of those stories and she'll she'll come home and tell me those stories which means she's learning something at school, Absolutely. so um, those educators are doing a great job. Uh, you're continuing to educate the um, general public. I know that we have, there's a couple of events that we want to talk about that you're involved in. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with our um, uh, with the one that's coming up? Yes, uh, actually, there's, ed? there's
1: one coming up uh, this evening, February 12th, uh, and that will be at the Lincoln Community Center, and I'm doing this uh, in partnership with uh, Community Services, Independent School District 77, but also uh, with the American Legion Post 11 and Friends of the Bullion Blue Civil War Memorial, they've actually sponsored uh, this presentation, but I'm doing a uh, living history portrayal of Lincoln at the Lincoln Community Center, which seems altogether fitting and proper Mm -hmm. uh, to do it there. But it will be uh, a two-hour presentation where I actually uh, talk as Lincoln, but Uh, give his, give his biography, the biography of his life. Oh, as
0: him. As him
1: on the 215th anniversary of his birth. Wow. Which is today.
0: Yeah. Oh, and so if people, I know that's tonight, but if people are still wanting to get involved in that is, can we still?
1: It's free and open to the public. Okay. Uh, Just come down to the Lincoln Community Center and I wish I could tell you which room uh, they have me assigned to. Uh, we're not sure yet. Okay, but, uh, they'll probably
0: have signs up, or uh, yes, it'll be clear yes. once we uh, get there. Melanie Schmidt uh,
1: assured me they'd have signs up, so uh, we'll mm. be we'll be uh, taking people who who wish to attend that.
0: What time does that start tonight? It'd be,
1: it starts at seven. seven okay, runs seven to nine uh, this evening at the Lincoln Community Center.
0: All right, we'll be reminding people of that once again. And and that's free and open to the public. That's free. So uh, if you don't have any plans tonight, that's definitely, we'll put that on the calendar for you. We're going to take a quick break here on KTOE. We'll be right back with Bryce Stenzel. It's Lisa K. Middays. Our guest on KTOE today is Bryce Stenzel, who is a historical interpreter, an educator. Uh, There is something coming up on uh, March 23rd that we should talk about, uh, and it's a symposium. What is that about?
1: Well, this actually started uh, a few years ago. I was involved with uh, the recreation of, and that's what it was. It was a recreation because all we had to go with were pictures. Okay. Uh, But a recreation of Mankato's Civil War Memorial, which is the Boy in Blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And today there's an organization known as the Friends. Uh, As I said, they're co-sponsoring this this lecture uh, for me. But also they're putting on their own symposium in March, March 23rd. This is the eleventh annual Civil War Symposium, where we actually have speakers, we have costume and historical interpreters, we have historians, we have displays. You know, you're, you're immersing yourself in the Civil War era. Okay. And the idea behind it is, well, first and foremost, it's a fundraiser, and we're still raising money, even though the statue was built now, uh, built and dedicated. That came in 2015. Mm-hmm. Actually, it took about four years to to do it four or five years to uh, reconstruct it. But anyway, now we're raising money to not only help preserve the memorial or help the city of Mankato, who actually technically owns it, mm-hmm. uh, but we, uh, we're we kind of a, uh, you know, think of it like an endowment fund type group. We, we raise money in case uh, something breaks down and, you know, the city doesn't have the money to yeah, fix it. Yeah, the upkeep. And we'll, right. we'll make sure that, that that gets done. But also... Uh, We've expanded our outreach to include uh, the restoration, uh, in some cases, or the resetting of Civil War-era headstones
0: oh, uh, in local okay. cemeteries. Okay.
1: Now we're concentrating right now on Glenwood, but uh, we'd like to expand the outreach to some of the other, because there's, there's over 682 Civil War veterans right here in Blue Earth County. Oh,
0: I did not know so, that.
1: And okay. that's, that's how many names are actually inscribed on the memorial in uh, in lincoln park
0: okay it's interesting i've taken with the historical society some of their um uh their cemetery tours mm-hmm. and you do notice some of the really old stones that it would be nice if so th-
1: that. yeah I some of some them are th- some of them are buried in the ground you can hardly see them some mm-hmm. of them there's just a you know part of it that's, that's still sticking up above ground or broken or, or broken. worn down yes and these these <clears throat> pardon me these veterans uh, paid a, a high price mm-hmm. they, they should be remembered in my opinion
0: you know, in yeah.
1: perpetuity not not even even though their war was 160 years ago the fact that we still exist as a nation we we owe them right some gratitude as I always as i get, always. I, I get choked up yeah. when i when i talk about it
0: as always moving forward so the symposium is a, a whole day of speakers and uh, stories yeah that are going to be told uh, Saturday, March 23rd. Is there a way, we, do we need tickets for this? We need to register?
1: Uh, it's best to register in advance uh, and you can do that uh, by going to uh, www.boyandblue.org. That's the website uh, and there's actually a button that you can click on, uh, news and events. and Then underneath that tab, there's a button that you click on, on to register for the symposium. It's $30 for all day and that includes lunch. Uh, they give us and give you a very uh, nice lunch uh, through the American Legion post 11 okay. um, and, and a VFW post 950. They're all in the same building. Uh, it used to be the Morrison Aerial for people that have lived in Mankato for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's the Morrison Aerial uh, VFW that's on a riverfront. okay. Uh, but 950 is actually uh, taking over the, the operations there. And then uh, the American Legion also partners with them. Uh, post 11 because they used to be down on second street but now they're both in the same building okay. okay and they've graciously allowed us to use their building uh you know with minimal charge just for for the cost of the lunch is, sure. is basically the, the part that they uh, they get out of it but otherwise yeah they're uh they're a co-sponsor of this because both you know those organizations believe in in patriotism mm-hmm. and, and promoting the same ideals that we we support
0: Our guest here on KTOE on Lincoln's birthday is impersonator, interpreter, educator, author, Bryce Stenzel. We'll be right back. Bryce Stenzel, our guest today on KTOE, and you've given us a couple of events that you're doing. Do you work on things throughout the year? I mean, are there other things that you would normally do? Um, I know that, you know, since we're on Lincoln's birthday now, I'm sure you're probably busier, or do you have other uh, Speaking things, things pick,
1: yes, things pick up, uh, starting now from Lincoln's birthday on into well into the summer season. Uh, I'm involved with the new home battery, uh, of course with the friends of the boy in blue and we both have activities. Uh, our next big event will be after this symposium will be Memorial day, mm-hmm. uh, which is the end of May, of course. Uh, and then in the summertime there's a concert uh, Okay, and we'll, uh, we'll, maybe have to, uh, Yeah, you'll have to arra- come back arrange and arrange another visit. Uh, to talk about that, but I uh, I work with the. In fact, I'm the president of the Mankato Area Community Band, okay, uh, which is another organization near and dear to my heart. But we partner with Friends of the Boy in Blue. Uh, it's all about community collaboration. But we put on a summer outdoor concert in Lincoln Park, oh, uh, right around uh, the Fourth of July. Uh, this year, I believe it's going to be July second. Okay, if I recall the the dates correctly, which is actually significant. Us historically, because that's the charge of the first Minnesota at Gettysburg.
0: Oh, and I it, did not know that. It'll be
1: the 161st okay. anniversary of that uh, famous charge oh, wow. that, that took place. So, so much- yeah, we try to we try to tie it all together. Well, as Lincoln said, we cannot escape history. It's it's everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this. Uh, Bryce Stenzel, our guest today here on Talk of the Town. Um, as we had, we're in an election year right now. I know that you know as a historian a lot about the election of 1864. Uh, that was, uh, significant because it, I, I think it was a long time, what, since it had to been early 1800s, since there was a, an election during wartime, right? yes
1: actually it's considered the first election now you always have to be careful because somebody will come back and say well there was one before that but it's certainly considered a pivotal election as you said because it took place during wartime and it's one of the first times in history where a major nation at war with itself which was the united states mm -hmm, at the time mm -hmm, uh, actually held a presidential election or election of a leader in the midst of wartime i mean lincoln was determined that this election take place even though he had uh, grave doubts at one point that he might be reelected because the battles you know weren't going well right, so this would have been his second term this would have been his second term uh he was running for re-election and he even penned a lot uh memorandum in august it was august 23rd of 1864 where he uh, was actually telling his cabinet members, oh, they had to sign this blindly. They had to he put it in a sealed envelope and they signed their names on the back. So it was it was a trust thing. Mm. He says, "Here, you know, trust me, sign this." But what the memorandum said was that if, um, what I should say when the election happened and we were we were defeated, uh, meaning his administration. Uh, we would pledge our support to the incoming new administration. Oh,
0: okay, see, I got just tingles right there. <laughs> and, and, and
1: try and try try to do whatever we could to save the union, because after we're gone, you know, the new administration is right. coming in under the pretense that the war was a failure, and would basically be given the Confederacy what it wanted, which mm-hmm. was its independence. So we can't save it afterwards. We have to pledge our support and to try to.
0: Right, because that was his main goal. Try, try,
1: try, yeah, try to try to preserve the union be, be, before we couldn't.
0: His main goal was to preserve the union. Yes, right? absolutely, and
1: and abolishing slavery uh, became became a part of it. Right, uh, he realized did that, that.
0: Did it become a part of it, or was it always a part of it? Did he once think the other way? That's a good
1: question. Um, no, as far as Lincoln personally, his own beliefs was he he hated slavery. And he never owned slaves. I'm glad you asked that question because there is a misconception Mm -hmm. that somehow Lincoln owned slaves. Uh, They're confusing him with some of the earlier founding fathers who did. Now, Lincoln came from an anti-slavery background, hated slavery his entire life. But being the president, he realized uh, just because I hate it personally don't mean that it automatically goes away. I have Mm -hmm. to do what's in the best interest of the country country. as a whole. And so he took a gradual approach to emancipation, leading some people to think that he wasn't sincere. No, he was, but he had to make sure that he did it the right way. Right. I wonder at so, what point so in that time it would, so that it would stick.
0: Right. How do you? You can't just cold turkey something and exactly. uh,
1: because then you become a dictator. Right. And that's not that's not oh. what it, that's not what he was.
0: So interesting to think about it that way.
1: So so you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, when you say that this election was pivotal. It was pivotal for both the fact that it took place during a civil war um, when the incumbent, uh, who's running the war, thought that uh, perhaps uh, things would go the other way. He didn't think he was going to win. He didn't think he would win, but it's also important because it's the beginning of absentee voting. Oh, it was. Uh, The soldiers could actually, there were arrangements made, because some of these states, uh, I know Indiana was one, and there were several other states, that had laws that said that the, the men had to be in state in order to vote. Okay. And what Lincoln and Grant and some of the war governors of these states worked out was a deal by which they could actually send their votes in absentee.
0: So we had soldiers on the field that were voting.
1: Because obviously the soldiers couldn't leave mm-hmm. the battlefield. I mean, that wouldn't have you know, mm-hmm. been counterproductive. Uh, so they couldn't they couldn't comply with the law the way it was written, but yet Lincoln's argument was who is more, and I don't think he used the word entitled, but who, who should who should have the right to vote more than a soldier more fighting? More than somebody fighting for the right,
0: cause right there. Right, right, right. And I think
1: that is one of the, the big reasons. That and the, the opposition platform called the War of Failure, well, these soldiers don't like to hear that what they're fighting for is a failure, mm-hmm. and that what their friends died for was a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lincoln was re-elected overwhelmingly.
0: Right. And what What would have happened it, had it gone the other way? What was the other um, the agenda al- at the time? The
1: alternative. The alternative, and there were there were overtures out there. Their alternative was to arrange a peace conference, and it may have been brokered by some foreign power like Britain and France, and who knows what they would have wanted as mm-hmm. a concession. Because remember, the French were in Mexico mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. That's the whole Cinco de Mayo story. <laughs> um, actually, it's two years after the Battle of Cinco de Mayo. But nonetheless, France is, is in Mexico at the time. Britain is, you know, licking its chops on the side, waiting to see what's going to happen. Uh, but if they could have brokered some kind of a peace deal... Chances are the Confederacy would have been given its independence, which means the United States would be permanently divided today. Hmm. And who knows how much further we would have divided, you know, fractured. Yes. Because these territories would have continued to divide. Uh, what's to say that we wouldn't uh, look like Africa today, you know, with all all chopped up sure. into many different little countries. Or one of these empires, like the British or the French, would have wouldn't come have in. come in and gobbled us back up. Hmm. So it's it's hard to say. But um, I think we could. I think we could safely say that. Well, it's obvious it would be different. But I think we could safely say that the country would be divided some sort of way, and slavery would still be intact.
0: Hmm.
1: We wouldn't. We wouldn't have gotten rid of it. And people say, "Oh, it would have gone away eventually." I don't think so. I think they would have adapted it to something else. Huh. I, th- I think it would still exist. Maybe. No, maybe not, not the way not, it did, but. The idea that that one group of people is supposed to permanently uh, be in the in the
0: in charge of everyone else in the in the yeah. top seat, yes, as yes. the case may be,
1: because because you look you look at what happened in the um, ensuing years. I mean, it was bad enough even without slavery, but the industrial revolution, how factory workers were treated. Yeah, I mean, yep. there, there wasn't a whole lot of difference, mm-hmm. and that was
0: more of a socioeconomic thing than you know
1: exactly. You know. But I mean, if you had the legal right. Underpinning to support that, besides which is what slavery would have provided. Yeah, I think I think they would have just adapted it to something else.
0: What would we look like? That's what always would that, look,
1: what would we look like.
0: That's an interesting story. When we talk about that, Bryce, and you look back today, uh, when we have uh, a presidential election looming, they always say you learn something from history or watch history so you don't repeat yourself or it will repeat itself. Have you noticed anything uh, or, or how how it how it Maybe the election then relates to maybe an election now.
1: I can offer one ray of hope. As a, as divided as we are as a nation today, mm-hmm. and and we are divided, mm-hmm. but as as divided as we are today, we're not as divided quite as they were then. Okay, and and let's hope it never comes to that point again. But as divided as we are, the fact is we are still functioning as country we Mm -hmm. still have our constitution we still have our uh bill rights Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and the election goes forward and the election
1: goes forward and we have another opportunity um you know we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna get everything right we're gonna we're gonna continue to make mistakes but at least we have an opportunity to try
0: So interesting. Good to have you in today. I'm so happy that you're here. Bryce Stenzel, who is a local educator, author, historian, a historical interpreter. Uh, Once again, let's remind people, Bryce, you've got an event coming up tonight if people want to see you speak.
1: Yes, uh, it's at Lincoln Community Center and it's on Lincoln's life and legacy. I'll be uh, presenting as Lincoln would first person portrayal. You
0: still have the same tux? You got a new no.
1: Actually, I've (laughs) uh, I've outgrown a couple of them, so I'm in about my third rendition, third or fourth, uh, and I've had several hats. I've gone through several hat changes. I
0: bet.
1: I bet. I I still wear the tall, tall hat, so (laughs) it's
0: there. Well, we'll look forward to that. That one's a free event. And tonight, if you want to just show up at Lincoln Community Center, 7 to 9 p.m., uh, there is no registration necessary. We're not sure what room it's in, but if you go to Lincoln Community Center, Melanie's got the signs up. she will I'm sure she'll be there directing she's people. Very, yeah, she's very good. She's so that. good. Right. Well, will you stop back and let me know what else you're going to be doing and bring us a little more history? we love to talk history here on yeah, Talk of the Town.
1: Absolutely. And I, and I really appreciate it. And please... Um Remember the symposium coming up in March, too.
0: We'll put the link on. If you're listening to this in the replay, it'll be in the show notes on Talk of the Town KTOE. Bryce, thank you so much today.
1: Thank you.